Welcome to Your AHA Life, the podcast for high achievers who want more for their lives, more joy, more purpose, and more fulfillment. I'm your host, Tanya Harris Cornelius. I believe wholeheartedly that you don't have to choose between career success and personal fulfillment. You can have both. In each episode, I will provide stories of insight and inspiration to help you craft the life you dream of living, your AHA life. Let's get started. It's the last full weekend of March, March 2020, and there's so much going on. Um, Yes, we are in the middle of the COVID-19 pandemic, and that has come along and changed us, changed us, and I mean us globally, has virtually disrupted our everyday life patterns of work, of leisure, and our very connection to the to those we love and care about. And so I wanted to, before I move into the conversation, which I have a really great conversation, um, and I'll tell you about that in a minute, I wanted to just give my thoughts and well wishes to all of you who are listening and to say, you know, take good care of yourselves, be safe, stay home, follow the advice of, you know, the, the health officials. And, um, you know, Albert Einstein said something that I always go to when I'm facing some difficulty, because he said in the middle of every difficulty lies opportunity. So I think about that and I think about what we're going through and we're going through all of this together. Where is our opportunity? What is our opportunity in all of this? I know for one thing, this pandemic has taught us, certainly has taught me, just how interconnected we all are across this world. We're, what affects one affects us all. And the other thing that I have, you know, come to realize even more keenly is that we are social beings and being connected to those we care about, those we work with, our family, our loved ones, our friends, is so important to our overall well-being. So I just wanted to open up and, and before moving into the, the conversation, just to wish all of you well and um, say we'll get through this and we will get through this together. So uh, switching gears, I am really excited about the conversation that you're about to listen to. I interviewed Vera from Simple Happy Zen and she's out of the Netherlands. I met her um, online, uh, and you'll hear more about that shortly, but uh, really has given um, a great conversation around uh, living the simple life and the connection between living simply 
and happiness. So welcome into the conversation and I hope you enjoy it. I am so happy to welcome my guest today. We're going to be talking about a topic that um, is even personal to me, that it's a journey that I am on. And, um, you know, so I, I won't say too much more because we have a really terrific guest. And let me tell you a little bit about her. Um, she's from the Netherlands and um, she's the creator of the YouTube channel, Simple Happy Zen. And um, she's been living this simple minimalist lifestyle since 2013. So we're gonna learn about her journey a little bit. Um, she makes weekly videos about minimalism, intentional living, happiness, and self-development. And so I wanna welcome Vera from Simple Happy Zen to the show. Welcome, Vera. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to have you. And, um, you know, I, I found you, Vera, because I had done another podcast uh, on loving yourself or unconditionally. And right. so after I had done that podcast, I went and, you know, looked for resources uh, to put into my Facebook community, the AHA community, that would just help, you know, on, on that journey. And I found you, I found you, I was, it was <laughs> wonderful. I found you um, because I was looking for self-care and I had, I watched a video. That was the first video I watched of yours on YouTube on self-care, things that you can do to take care of yourself. And then I started digging a little bit deeper and decided to reach out to you. And I'm so glad that I did. <laughs> I'm glad you did too. And this is actually my first podcast ever. So it's also really special in a way. <laughs> yeah, well, good. I'm glad. I, you know, we're both kind of novices. I've done, uh, I've only done a couple uh, with a guest. Usually I'm uh, solo, flying solo. Um, right, me too. <laughs> so it's, yeah, yes, on your videos. Um, it's so much more interesting, I think, sometimes just to have someone to have a conversation with. And so I'm glad that you've joined me. So our topic, our topic, as I've uh, shared um, before Vera came on, our topic is simplify your life, how a simpler life can lead to happiness. And so simple, happy Zen, you know, go figure uh, that it's going to be a wonderful conversation. And I'm, I'm really, really excited to do that. So I want to just jump in, um, Vera, if you could open up and just tell our listeners a little bit more about you, your journey, and how did you decide uh, to take the simple route to simplify your life? Yeah, all right. So um, as you mentioned, I've been practicing minimalism ever since 2013. Uh, when we moved, me and my boyfriend, into our first ever apartment together. And um, a little before that, I was living in my parents, uh, with my parents still. And I just really had that kind of internal urge <laughs> to simplify my uh, stuff. That's how it started. <laughs> and um, 
Yeah, and I've been living a minimalist life ever since. I started to learn more about it. It really spoke to me in very strong ways. And I, I feel like simple living is something that is also quite natural to me, just with my personality, because I've always been someone who is not really a fan of drama or <laughs> complications. I like things to be calm and, and nice. And uh, I think it fits my personality very well. And things uh, kind of progressed uh, from there. And then in 2017, uh, my life, you could say, changed dramatically <laughs> mm. because uh, I had a pretty severe burnout and I was working in a corporate job at the time and my career was going well. But um, yeah, I, I hit a wall and I had a, I had a burnout and it took me a long time to recover from it, about two years. Um, but I have to say that I'm very grateful and happy that it happened because I learned so much from it. And I realized in that time, even though it was very challenging, of course, both mentally as well as physically, because I, I really wasn't able to do much anymore, that the tools of minimalism and simple living, and for me also mindfulness and meditation, something that I've been doing for a long time as well, helped me to really be happy and even though like I said it was challenging I was still a happy person I was still content with my life I was grateful and I felt pretty good even though I was doing pretty bad mm -hmm. <laughs> and this made me realize how powerful these tools are and it made me want to share them with the world which is why I started Simple Happy Zen. Yeah, so that's great. You know, just even what we're going through today with COVID-19, when, when you go through a really rough time, it's, yeah. um, you know, it's all about our response, right? It's about, you know, what are we going to do during this time? And what are we going to learn about ourselves? What are we going to learn about our place in the world? And what gifts and, and talents and that we can contribute back. And so what I'm hearing from you is that, yeah, when you were, you know, working really hard, we had this, this conversation before our podcast here this morning, um, you were working really hard and, and just went into a burnout. But through that, you learn so much more. And now you have the, this gift and this contribution that you're giving to others about simple living and finding happiness through uh, simple living. So su such a gift, uh, Vera. And I, I just, I have a question. Um, and maybe it's a question my, my viewers, because I'm so, so uh, you know, I'm just starting kind of my simple life. I don't know if I will ever get to... Um, where you are, but even just a little bit. And is simple living the same as minimalist, as being a minimalist? Um, yeah, that's a good question. For me, they're a little different, but I also think that everyone can have a bit of a different understanding of them because they're not really like a dictionary terms or anything. And they're both pretty simple. Like the concept is pretty simple and straightforward but it's also pretty intricate and it can apply to basically everything in your life. Mm. Um, so I'm gonna answer this question, just what it means to me. And for me, uh, minimalism is kind of the practice of asking yourself if, someone, if something adds value for you and continuing to ask yourself that with 
everything that you own and the things you partake in life. And just asking yourself, do I know this to be useful or do I believe it to be beautiful? Which is a very famous uh, minimalism quote. <laughs> and, and just calling everything else. And not to say that you should be very um, selfish because if you could help others, then of course it adds value. But just asking yourself that question. And of course, you're not gonna be able to not have something or not do something if it doesn't add value, but it's just a practice of trying. Whereas simple living for me is going a little bit further in the sense that it means living in alignment with your values and your beliefs and daring to make different choices than the rest if that feels good for you. Um, so really kind of being in tune with what you feel and how you want to live and living your best life. And even if something is expected of you or you believe it to be expected of you, just really asking yourself and challenging it. Is this what I want to do? So and for example, go ahead. Oh yeah. <laughs> so for example, uh, when I graduated from high school, the entire class was going on to college. But at the time, I was very conflicted because I had no idea what I wanted to study. I had so many different interests and no, no specific study or college was calling out to me. So instead of just joining them and just choosing a study at random, I decided to take a gap year. And during that year, it was amazing. I worked part-time, I traveled a lot. We went to Tokyo and to Prague and England. It was the best year. And at the end of that year, I knew exactly what I wanted to study. And that's what I did. So just doing a gap year for me was a lot better than just doing what I felt was expected of me at the time. And I think if you can do that regularly, it can greatly simplify your life. You know, that's, as you're talking, I'm, I'm thinking, that's why, you know, I choose words, uh, theme words for every new year. I've been doing that now for about four years. And so this year I happen to choose two words. I chose simplify and love. And Wonderful. on um, simplify, I'm glad you defined it that way because that's what I wanted. I wanted um, to keep only what I need for my journey. That's what I said, you know, so things that are meaningful to me, things that have value to me, things that, um, you know, are aligned with my values and not just things you're right. It's not just things. It's, it's relationships. It's, um, you know, things that I'm, I'm, doing even, am I doing something that I said yes to a long time ago, but I need to rethink that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so really just simplify my life because one of the things I also know is that we only have, I mean, we can, energy is regenerative. I, I know that, but in, yeah. uh, we have to manage our energy, you know, and, yes. and so it's you a finite just, resource. it's a finite resource. So how you manage it is about the decisions that you make. And so that's where I came to kind of, I need to simplify. I can't be all things to all people. I can't, um, you know, uh, do I have relationships? Do I have things that I'm doing that no longer um, serve me in a way? And yeah. so that I can be my best self. And so I, I really love how you came to this definition and, and 
maybe it's like you said, the general definition of, of simplify. Cause I didn't see myself quite as a minimalist yet. Um, <laughs> I am minim minimizing certain things, um, but um, simplify was a word that actually spoke to me. So great. Yeah. It's very powerful. Yeah. So, you know, leading from, from your burnout and making different decisions. And I love that you chose the gap year. And, and this is, that's just another point of, you know, not trying to travel the conventional pattern just because society or parents or anyone, you know, um, says this is what you should do. And um, so wise of you to choose your, to choose your own path and, and take that gap year and see what it opened up for you. That's, that's amazing. Um, but when you chose to lead a simple life, you know, what were you hoping to change or achieve in your life? Wow. Um, yeah, that's a little difficult maybe for me to answer because it's not something that I actively sought out in order to change something. It feels very natural to me and it always has felt very natural to me. Uh, but one thing I can say is that I started decluttering. That was my first step to this whole thing. And through decluttering, I, the, the most challenging thing for me was my wardrobe, my clothing and my accessories. And that was just something that through tackling that, it was very much an internal process as much as it was decluttering my stuff. Because I came to realize that I wasn't as confident uh, as I would have wanted to be. Now, of course, I was also quite young. Uh, I was early 20s, so uh, I think this is probably pretty normal, but I realized that I was buying a lot of stuff just to make up for my insecurities. Mm -hmm. And I was comparing myself to others who in my eyes were prettier or more stylish or more put together than I was. And to deal with those feelings, I purchased a lot of things. Which is why at that point, I, I really had a realization that I've never felt any more confident by purchasing things. It mm -hmm. even made me feel a little less, less confident because as soon as I purchased something, I would either think, oh, this doesn't look as good on me as it did on the salesperson, for example, or as mm -hmm. it did on my friend. Or, and or the, the more or I the bought... Mannequin. Or the, the or mannequin. mannequin, yes. <laughs> yes. I would just copy mannequins because I didn't have faith that I would be able to pick out an outfit that works. <laughs> so I, do I would just do the, <laughs> the entire <laughs> outfit. <laughs> yeah. And, and there was such a, was a little bit painful, but I was happy to go through it because I, I really learned that in order to be confident, you have to know who you are and love who you are inside and everything else will follow. It's not about purchasing stuff. And that was something that really changed a lot for me because I'm so much calmer now as a person, I am way more confident, but also I am not seeking things anymore. I never feel like I am missing something and by purchasing this or that product, my life will become better because I know that my life is already whole and I am whole as a person, I don't need anything else. And so everything that I do buy now comes from a positive place instead of just trying to fix something that isn't wrong to begin with. Wow. I mean, so Vera, you're, you're 31, you're early thirties and you have <laughs> such wisdom. Um, 
thank you. Yeah, such wisdom. And when we first talked, I, I noticed that as well. Just the, um, what they call your old soul, maybe, um, that has such, yeah. such wisdom about this and, and coming into your own. Because it's so often that, yeah, a lot of our purchasing, a lot of the things that we do, careers we choose, the cars we drive, the what, whatever, um, I won't say we, but I, I'll say some, some people, it really is because um, there's, this, there's this temptation, if you will, of, of comparing ourselves to others. And, yeah. um, and it can lead down a path where you, you just never get to know yourself truly because you're always trying to be like someone else. And yeah, and be accepted by someone else. Oh, yes, and be accepted <laughs> by someone else instead of really going inward and finding yourself. You know, what do you like? What do you want? And, um, and what do you need for your life and your journey? And that we, we all walk separate journeys. We may walk them together, but we have our own path uh, to follow. So, exactly. And, you know, for me, I, it's not like I have it figured out all the time. I still get into these same things, but, uh, you know, the more you practice it, the better you get at it. <laughs> yeah. As with anything, right? The more we yeah. practice. So let's talk about today then. Like, can, why don't you describe for our listeners what the simple life looks like for you today? Um, well, at the time, I don't really have a lot of simplifying or minimizing or decluttering to do because I've done a lot of it already. Um, so I feel like it's more like a maintenance phase <laughs> for me. And um, I, I do, I do think my life is pretty calm. Some people might think it's a little boring <laughs> even, uh, but that's just my preference. And I feel like you can have a simple life filled with adventure as well. I, I think it can be very different for everyone and it can suit a lot of different personalities. Uh, but for me, my life is quite calm and that's the way I like it. And of course, I am self-employed now, which is a huge factor. Um, and it really suits me very well. But you could have a very simple life and have a corporate career too. Um, and for me, it's, it's really the practice of every time something comes up in my life, if I get an invitation or if uh, I am thinking about starting up a pro project for the channel or if someone gives me a gift, anything really, I take a moment to go within and I just simply check how I feel about it. And mm -hmm. because of that, I'm able to keep my life pretty simple, even you know when big things like our current world situation comes up. Um, of course, I freak out about it too, just like everyone else. But yeah. I do feel like I have a, a good, quiet center to return to, if that makes sense. And um, yeah. I'm also trying to embrace silence a little more these days. Just trying to not always have something on in the background, not always be listening to um, a podcast, for example, or watch Netflix or watch a video on YouTube or read a book even though all these things are great and I, I, I do them regularly, I also try to have at least one moment in a day where I don't do anything and I just be in silence and try to give my head a little rest, maybe drink a cup of tea or do some meditation. And that's something that I'm currently working on and I find it very nice and restoring, especially in these crazy times. 
especially now you're, you're so right. I, uh, a week ago, I guess not, maybe not even a full week ago, I, I released an article from my, from my blog site on ways to find your inner peace. And yeah, because I think we need it now more than, more than, I mean, we always need it, honestly. Yeah. Um, but certainly as times get more chaotic, uh, is a time to, you know, be a little selfish, um, you know, for yourself to say, what do I need to stay calm? What do I need to generate my own inner peace? And so, yeah, meditation, um, cup of herbal teas are really good. <laughs> Taking a walk, breathing in nature, um, watching nature. I try to do those things um, as well. That's great. So, so let's let's switch gears a little bit because you you mentioned it. Yes, you are an entrepreneur, and <laughs> some people would think, oh my God, an entrepreneur who is calm and um, leads a simple life. Those things don't seem to go together, but they do go together for you, and they can um, for others. And so, you have a huge, I mean, huge ninety thousand plus. Um, YouTube following under Simple Happy Zen. How do you get started with that? You know, what, what led you to starting your YouTube channel? Uh, well, I, I, I think it's crazy that, uh, or maybe not crazy, but I still get kind of surprised when I see that number of subscribers <laughs> <laughs> because there's so many people. Um, but I really, I started it as a hobby when I uh, was just recovering from my burnout, I started to feel a little better, um, like half a year in or something like that. And I wanted to have something that I could do for myself that was just my passion. And that was how I started. Like I said earlier, I really felt like I wanted to share the gifts and the tools of minimalism, simple living, mindfulness with other people because I felt like they were so powerful for me. And I wanted to share that. And I just, I followed my intuition. I started a channel, which was kind of crazy because I have never been, like I never had an online presence. I have never used <laughs> social media before. Uh, I have never even so much as given my opinion about something online before I started the channel. I know, so, you know, I invited you to the, to my Facebook group, the AHA community. And you said, I'm sorry, but I'm not on Facebook. <laughs> I don't <laughs> I was like, darn it, darn it. I wish you were. You have so, so much to give, but you're giving it to, to your uh, subscribers through Simple Happy Zen. So I interrupted you. Go ahead. Oh, no, that's fine. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not. I'm still not on Facebook. I, no, I never yeah. say never, you know, but for now, I prefer to be uh, on YouTube. And uh, I, I worked a really long time without anyone watching my videos. <laughs> I think it was probably about five months in when I received my first comment and I still remember what it was. It was so special to me that someone out there had watched my video and about a year in the channel reached 10,000 subscribers. And wow. that was the moment when I just really realized, okay, I can do this. And I fell in love with being a content creator and it's what I've been doing ever since. And I, I still really, really love it. And I, I give it my all. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, absolutely. It's, it's amazing. You said you started just by doing something you thought you'd be passionate about sharing minimalism and simple living and mindfulness. 
But I think yeah. that's how it works, Vera. I think when we are moving in our passion and purpose even, it just automatically draws people because um, they sense the authenticity of what you're doing. And I think that's, that's who's coming to you. First of all, the topics are intrigue a lot of people, myself included. And, um, and so, and then you deliver it in such an authentic way. And it's always with really great, helpful tips that people can do at whatever level, you know, of proficiency they are in that, in that living. I want to ask you, so with over 91,000 subscribers and, and growing and continuing to grow, who do you find um, are coming to you? And, and what are some of the things that they are wanting for, for their lives? Yeah, so it's so it's so funny to see because people that watch my videos are of all different ages and all different places in the world because YouTube has a really cool analytics studio where you can really see a lot of things like where are the people coming from that watch my videos, how old are they, and stuff like that. And it really made me think like, wow, this is something that really speaks to so many different people from so many different backgrounds and so many different life stages. And I think that's because it is so powerful and it can really be powerful in every stage of life. And I do think that most people, at least people uh, in societies like the one I'm living in, do lead a pretty hectic life or at least mm -hmm. at times. And we all feel the pressures that society puts on us or that we feel society puts on us to succeed and to hustle and to move along in, in this life and in that pace. And I hope with the channel that I created a place for people to kind of unwind and relax and be themselves and get inspired and get to know what they want. Because I think that's really important and I think we deserve it. And I think if more people did it, uh, the, the world might even be a better place. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, you described um, many of my listeners, not, not all, because you're right, people come from different um, vantage points for different um, aspects of their lives, but a lot of um, high achieving people, uh, some would even say overachieving and type A personalities, uh, who I'm, I'm loving that you're sharing this because I think it is that sometimes um, People who are, you know, high achieving, overachievers, they don't know how to, you know, kind of uh, simplify. They don't know how to pull back a, a little bit because they're always on, you know, they're always yeah. in high gear. And knowing that there is a way in which you can still have great, healthy achieving and, um, you know, and be passionate about all the things that you're doing and still find this place of calm, this, this still make decisions and be intentional about living this more simple life to bring calmness and, and more happiness to, um, to their lives. I, I love your message for those people uh, that might be listening yeah. to us as well. And, you know, I decided to kind of leave the corporate world behind, but that is not to say that if you don't, you can't live a simple life. I really think like it's a, that it's available for everyone, um, even people who are still 
you know, enjoying their job and want to make the most of it. And like you say, high achieving people, I think everyone has the potential to find something within themselves that they can come back to. And everyone can, can get into the practice of really asking yourself honestly, which is very hard to do in the beginning if you've never done it before. Like, what do I feel about this? Even something as simple as receiving an invitation for like a barbecue you know, instead of just immediately responding, just taking a moment to, th to think, do I feel okay with this? Do I have time? And if I do have time, do I want to spend my time on that activity? Or do I prefer to maybe spend it on something else or keep it for myself? Yeah. So we had talked about, uh, I asked you to think about for our listeners and for me, <laughs> um, <laughs> If someone wants to simplify their life and maybe they just don't know where to start, um, they want to simplify their life, amplify their happiness. We're going to come back to that because you have a course entitled mm -hmm. that. Um, what are the three things that you would advise them or suggest that they might do to, to start to make a difference in their lives? Yeah, so I think the first thing we can start to practice is saying no more, more often. And start with saying no to things you really, really don't like. <laughs> and, um, you know, sometimes you just don't really know if something is right for you. And if you're not in the habit of, of saying no, then maybe it can be a little tricky to start there. But everyone has some things that maybe they are currently doing or the projects or commitments that they're in or things that are going to come your way where you're just like, oh, if I could get out of this, if only <laughs> I could get out of this. <laughs> Start trying to say no to these things more often. I think that is a gr really great start. So number one, learn to say no and not feel guilty about it, right? Yes, your time is your time, your life is your life, your energy is your energy. You, have, you don't have unlimited amounts of these things. You can't give it to everyone and everything. So be a little more intentional and don't think of yourself as irreplaceable either. I think this is mm. a little difficult for some people. Uh, I know that because it used to be for me. <laughs> but if you don't show up, if you say no occasionally, someone else will do it you you won't be like things will work out <laughs> yeah things will work out yeah say yes to the things that you know it's uh, it's kind of like Marie Kondo right and I know she yeah. was uh, very much talking about how to declutter um but um she said you know hold the article and you know be with that article that you know that you're trying to decide whether to keep or, or let go. And does it bring you joy? You know, right, does yeah. it have use for you? Is it, you know, and if it doesn't, that means it's, it's served its purpose and it's time to let go. And I think sometimes yeah. when we, um, you're right, you know, we think that we're irreplaceable. We, we go on vacation. We have to stay connected because, oh my God, what is the job going to do without us? You know, the job <laughs> will do just fine with, without us. And um, I, think, I, I think those things are coming to mind for me about, you know, having some intentionality, you know, being intentional about what we say yes to. And there's something that um, Peter Block, who's a mentor and a friend to me, you know, shares a lot. And I'm sure he's not the only one who has said this, but 
you know, if you never say no, then what do your yeses really mean? Uh, or something like that, you know? And That's so, powerful. Yeah, yeah. So parsing out when to, when to say no and when to say yes to something and not feeling guilty when you uh, do say no because you are protecting your own energy and, and utilizing it for, for the other things that really matter most and are aligned with your values and purpose that you're trying to achieve. So that's number yeah. one. Yeah, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, that's number one. <laughs> Anything else you want to say about that? Well, just, I, I also like this quote. Uh, I think it's by Paulo Coelho, or I don't really know how Oh, one of my favorite name. authors. What? Yeah, mine too. <laughs> oh, good. He says, when you say yes to others, make sure you're not saying no to yourself. Oh, I think that that's really great. And, I love you know, that. Try to only say yes to things, but you're also saying yes to yourself. <laughs> that is my... Also uh, saying yeah. yes to yourself. Yes. Um, uh, and second, um, I think it's important to try to find your energy boosters and energy drainers, which is something that I talk a lot about on the channel, also in the course, to find what lights you up and what drains your energy and trying to slowly step-by-step step, create your life in a way that you have more time to allocate to the things that light you up and you have to spend less of your precious time and energy on things that drain you. Yeah. Which is maybe not even very concrete advice, but I do think that probably people will, will know what it means for them if they really take a moment to think like, that feeling oh, yeah. you get when you come home after a day and feel totally drained and exhausted. What were you doing that made you feel that way? And that feeling you get when you feel on top of the world or you feel so proud of yourself. What were you doing the moment before you, you came home feeling like that? Yeah, I, I love that. And I think you're right. People will know it inside. It's not, yeah. nothing someone else can tell them. They know what lights them up and what um, drains their energy. And so what's the third one? The third one, I think, is to practice more self-care, what you talked about as well. I think sometimes when we, when we think about simplifying life, you might think, oh, but I can't because I have so many things that I cannot get out of or they're not under my control or perhaps my job or my friends or my family or my living situation. And these, these are all things that are not necessarily easy to change. But one thing that is under your control and that you can change is the way you take care of yourself. And if you practice more self-care, you will feel a million times better because most of the time when we feel like crap, we are basically just, most of the time we're actually just tired <laughs> or hungry or in need of a, a little bit of rest. And when you allow yourself that more often, you will feel more powerful and you will feel like you are perhaps ready to make small changes to things that earlier on you thought were out of your control. Yeah. So three really great tips. And you know what? They're very practical, Vera. Um, yeah. Good, I'm glad. <laughs> yeah, very practical tips. So thank you for that. I know that they, were, they are something that I know that I can, I can do. And uh, hope uh, my listeners, our listeners, are, uh, feel the very same. So now I do want to go back to your course. Um, it's called Simplify Your Life, Amplify Your Happiness. First of all, before you go into the course a little bit, what is this connection to simplification and happiness? What have you found that to be? 
Well, I think the opposite of simple living would be a life full of complications, right? And full of mm -hmm. clutter and full of drama. And simple living can help us to have less in our life of what we hate and more of what we love, which immediately I think will translate to happiness because we feel more centered. We feel like we are doing the things that we love and things that light us up, like I talked about earlier. Yeah. So I think it's, it's very simple to say that complications, clutter, drama, all detract from our happiness. So the less we can have of that, the more of the good stuff we can have. Yes, yes. <laughs> so share a little bit with our listeners about your course that you have. Yeah, so uh, like you said, simplify your life, amplify your happiness. And um, the course is also called In Love With Your Life. So getting falling back in love with your life. And it is a 20-week online program that you can basically do anywhere, anytime. And it's self-paced. So you can just enroll and you get all the materials for uh, forever. <laughs> and you can <laughs> do them at your own pace. So even if you are very busy, you can just take your time. And in that program, I teach you to simplify all big aspects of your life. So think about relationships, uh, commitments, projects, uh, your home, obviously, a little, uh, as well as your digital life, your, the relationship we have with technology, uh, and even very practical things like simplifying mealtime or simplifying your finances. Mm. And uh, I, I, in that course, I offer more in-depth guidance that I can't really do in my videos. Mm -hmm. So, um, and the materials are really created in a way that I try to really get people to think about what will work for them because everyone is different. Everyone's life is different. And so I try to guide people to come up with their own answers that really help them and that they can apply to their everyday life immediately. Yeah, well, given just even the three tips you did, very practical, very sound, um, things that you can follow, your, your course sounds amazing. And, <laughs> Thank you. Um, and, I, and I love that it's not just this very short course that you're actually going um, week after week so that, yeah. as, you, as we talked about very early in the, in the um, podcast, that it takes practice. So doing something over a period of time actually will help, help it to become a part of, of one's life. Um, yeah, that was yeah. what I was hoping. I really want the course to be something that really transforms people's lives or mm -hmm. it has the power to do that. And in, for order, in order for that to work, people have to have time to process things, which is why the course, like you said, it, it goes over 20 weeks and every week you will get a new lesson so that you can have time to process what you've learned, what you've thought about, and then actually apply it to your life. Yeah. So we're almost near the end. Um, and I, I, I love the course, uh, love, you know, all the things that you talk about that is, you know, it's, it's relations, all the big things in our lives, right? Yeah. How, how can people find that course and how can they register for it? Uh, well, you can find it uh, when you go to my website, which is uh, simplehappysend.com. And you can quickly see uh, under the courses tab, you can find it. Um, 
and as well as I always mention it in my video descriptions and stuff like that. And if you have any questions, I am always available. You can email me at courses at templehappyzen.com. So usually people reach out to me there and I can help them with any questions that they might have. Perfect. Perfect. Simplehappyzen.com. Yeah. Um, so we're, we're near the end, Vera. This has been such a wonderful conversation. Um, we are in interesting times in the world that this is yeah, a global, global pandemic, right? So it's not yeah. just affecting a certain part of our world. It's affecting all of us. And in, for one thing, it shows how interconnected we really are. Um, Absolutely. And yeah, yeah. So I know that even early in your journey, you talked about, again, going through uh, a, a lot of stuff to get to your simple happy zen um, place and um, an anxiety even and all of that. And I'm sure that's what a lot of people are going through right now. Um, is there anything that you've learned perhaps through your own journey that might be helpful to them now? Uh, yeah, I think a couple of things. Uh, I'll go over them quickly. I think the first thing is to allow yourself to feel however you feel mm. and whatever you're feeling at any given time. And if that fluctuates, I know for me personally, I have ups and downs during these last uh, couple of weeks yeah. in how I'm feeling. Sometimes I feel hopeful, optimistic. Sometimes I feel scared, lonely, or anxious. And that is all right. So you want to avoid something that um, my favorite uh, Buddhist teacher, <laughs> he's called Thich Nhat Hanh. What he says oh. is try to avoid the second arrow, which means if you get hit by an arrow one time, of course it will hurt. But if the, the same arrow will hit you in the exact same place a second time, it'll hurt 10 times more. Mm -hmm. So what he means by that is try not to freak out about the fact that you are freaking out. <laughs> <laughs> because that's not helpful. So just acknowledge your feelings, give them the space that they need and go through them and process them, whatever you need, just try to do it. And try not to, of course, go into it too much. Try not to let them, let yourself get swept away by them. And the second thing is, if you ever find yourself getting swept away by anxiety or fear or something like that, try to go back to the basics simplify and go back to the basics maybe you have someone in your home a partner a kid a dog even that you can cuddle up with and just remind yourself that that love is what it's all about and that's that's it's there for you and if you live alone try to find something that you can do for yourself that you know you enjoy and that you feel grounded in just to get your your sense of of grounding back. Maybe you spend a little time in the kitchen if that's your thing or do some arts and crafts or read a book, something that tells you that things are gonna be all right. Um, and someone else said something that I really connected with. She said, try to keep your head cool and your heart warm. Oh, <laughs> I think that, that was really sweet. So yes. try to, to, you know, if you, you, you shouldn't be careless. You should do whatever you need to do, follow the advices. But once you do that, you could try to be a little more carefree, at least, because mm -hmm. you're doing whatever you can. And that's enough. You're doing your part. You're so your keep part. your heart warm. In, yeah, right. And keep your heart warm in the sense, try to connect with people who might need you 
or who are who social distancing is difficult for and try to connect with others to make you feel like you belong and you have some love in your life um, yeah. if that's at all possible i for me for example my mom has a very serious lung disease so i can't visit her now which is hard on all of us um, so i try to video chat with her and i always feel better when i do um, so maybe you have someone like that in your life who you could help or find some way to connect with during this time of social distancing. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's the other thing is not only are we in connect, interconnected globally, uh, and what affects one affects, uh, the other, but we are social beings, right? So we're yeah, finding absolutely. during social distancing, just how social we are, you know, what social yeah. beings we are. And I'm, I'm more of an introvert, so I can, I can go through periods of time of, of being in solitude and, and mm -hmm. alone. Silence, you talked about earlier. I do have my dog um, who is serving. He's serving a purpose he doesn't even realize he's serving. <laughs> um, it's so wonderful. But for That's example... So yeah, yeah, he's adorable. Um, Marley is his name, um, named after Bob Marley. <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I love it. Yeah, but my daughter, my daughter is more of an extrovert, and she's a teacher, and so she's mm -hmm. doing digital class. She's teaching her students digitally, but she's uh, she lives alone, and she's with her. And she has her dog uh, as well. But I remember one day where she just. Um, you know, felt like, oh my God, I, I need to be with people. And yeah. uh, so I told her to reach out to me anytime that she's feeling that. And we, we talk almost every day anyway, but like you say, do FaceTime so you can at least see the person or Skype yeah. or, or if it's whatever. it's possible. Yeah. 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 And we've started, um, a family call on Sunday nights uh, where my dad uh, leads us. He's, he's lives down in Florida. So he's several States away from me and he's uh, 80 years old and very concerned about him, but he was on the family yeah. call. He was figuring oh. out the technology and he led us in, in a prayer and, and just really good conversation with the family. So yeah, during so the nice. Yeah, I think during this time, just figuring out what, what works. Um, so thank you for sharing that. So here I am now, truly, to the final question. As you know, um, this is a, your aha life. And so um, I want you to describe what do you think the uh, aha life is for you. I usually define your aha life as living the life that you dream about, the life you're meant to live, a life of joy, purpose, and fulfillment. But it's diff what that means uh, to everyone is personal. So share with our listeners what you believe um, your aha life is. <laughs> That's such a great question. So um, I, I feel like I'm living my aha life at the moment. <laughs> nice. um, but I do want to say that for the longest time, when people talked about the life of your dreams or find what you're meant to do, First, it inspired me, but second, it also made me a little frightened because I hadn't figured it out yet. And I felt like, oh, well, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. And, you know, I still feel like that sometimes. So 
uh, how, how the hell am I going to figure it out? <laughs> Something <laughs> like that. And I do think that living your life with purpose and fulfillment, it means it, it can be found in the everyday things. And you don't have to have your ultimate dream figured out yet, as long as you see opportunities as they arise and just try them out. If you, if you see an opportunity or if you create an opportunity to try something new or to start a hobby or to find your passion, just try it out. And maybe it'll work, maybe it won't. Probably it will lead to something else that you're going to try out. And I think that is your aha life, just trying to trying things out and seeing what, what good it does. Yeah. You know, you don't have to have the ultimate dream figured out before you start doing something. You can just start and just take it from there. I love it. I love it. Just letting your life unfold and being willing to try new things, right? Yeah. 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 Especially. Yeah. Yeah. Vera, this has been wonderful conversation. I knew it would be, but such, such wisdom and, and tools and, and everything and so listeners, just to remind you, you can find Vera on her YouTube channel, um, Simple Happy Zen. You can also find her at her website, um, Simple Happy Zen. And if you're interested in her course, uh, Simplify Your Life, Amplify Your Happiness, please go to her website and you will see it there under courses. Thank you so Thank much, you so Vera. Much. This has been wonderful. And, me too. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, you're welcome. Take good care of yourself. You too. Before I go, I have some exciting news to share. I am pleased to announce the launch of my brand new website. After months of hard work, the site is now available and you can find it at www.yourahalife.com. My desire with this brand new website is to bring together all the ways in which you can experience and cultivate your aha life. There, you will be able to access this podcast. You'll be able to read articles that I've written just for you to inform, inspire, and celebrate the journey that you're on. And you can also find out more about my Facebook group, the AHA community. And yes, I hope that you will click to join. You will find on the site access to resources that I've curated that have been helpful for me on my own AHA journey and that I hope are helpful to you as well. Among the features on the site are different ways that you can connect with me via Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. And lastly, by visiting the site, you'll find a free tool that I've created just for you that will help you to discover your purpose. Check it out, and I hope that you will subscribe to the monthly newsletter. Thank you so much. Visit the website at www.yourahalife.com, and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening. Come back again for another episode that will inspire you to live the life you dream about and the life you are meant to live. I'm Tanya Harris Cornelius, 
And this is your AHA Life.